0: Welcome into another episode of the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. On today's episode, you'll hear from George Niang, who's coming off his rookie season with the Pacers. He was selected 50th overall one year ago. Out of Iowa State, Niang played in just 23 games last season for an average of four minutes per game. And on a 42-40 and 40 team, Niang didn't receive much of an opportunity. He played a total of five minutes after January. He made nine of 36 field goals for the season, but just one of 12 from long range. He got to the free throw line twice and made both of them. Now, Niang's contract for the 2017-18 season is not guaranteed. That's a key point. Only a portion of it is $100,000, and while that's a nice sum of money for me and you, it's nothing great by NBA standards, and the Pacers must make a decision on Niang's contract by July 15th. The problem with George is that he's not athletic and he's a tweener. He's too slow to defend threes, too small to guard bigs, and that's an issue. And one thing that didn't help Niang's cause was an early injury during summer league. He started the first game played all of 87 seconds before going down with an injury. And Carl Eaton, the Pacers' assistant athletic trainer, ran out onto the floor and diagnosed him. Ultimately, what I'm told is a bone bruise. And so while it is not a serious injury, that's a good thing, the bad news is that he missed basically all of summer league play, which was an opportunity for George to show the Pacers and other teams because it's not just the Pacers. It's all 30 teams across the league what he can do. Talking with George after a summer league practice, we discussed his first season in the league, why he spent so much of his offseason here in Indianapolis, and whether not having a fully guaranteed contract is a weight on his shoulders. Take a listen. George, how are things different for you this year, You're, year after your rookie season where you, you really can't settle in until maybe August or September into your role
1: here? Yeah. Um, you know, I just think the biggest thing is, you know, I sort of know what to expect coming into summer league. So, I told, like I told somebody yesterday, it's like preparing for a year long test. You know, you've seen the best of the best play, whether it's from the sideline or getting in late in games. Um, So, you you sort of know the things that the coaches that are looking for and, you know, the things that you need to do to get yourself on the court. So, I think day in and day out, I just try to come in and keep bettering myself at those things. Is it just kind of a whirlwind where
0: you're trying to get through the next hour? last summer just because you
1: you had so much on your plate and everything was so new to you yeah you know uh, last year uh, it's a little tougher when you go from focusing on your college season to then you know the draft process and then three days later you're hopping into practice so I've had a, a couple months to really prepare myself conditioning wise uh to get ready for uh you know summer league so i'm really excited about it
0: you're one of the guys that have from my vantage point been here basically all summer why yeah. has that been important to you and what have you been up to
1: i think the biggest thing that they stretched to us uh, this off season is you know building you know a strong culture around here with uh camaraderie and a lot of guys coming together and getting workouts in together so uh you know i think a lot of the young guys have taken it as an initiative to be here and you know get their work in together you know and have a, a pretty good routine going into summer to, to reach their goals uh for the year what are some of your individual goals um obviously you know uh to be a, a better rebounder to facilitate and obviously uh knock down shots and, and play well on defensive end but obviously you know to, to stay in shape and uh you know try to fight for rotation minutes. Really. how much time did you take off Few weeks? Uh, it's funny. Uh, we had our exit meeting. I think I stayed here for like a day or two after that. Then I went on to L.A. and started working on my body, and I was out there for a month. Came back here, and I've been working out ever since. Generally, what was the message
0: from Nate McMillan to you about your season, your rookie campaign, and then what they need from you moving
1: forward to prove, prove your worth? Yeah, you know, just uh, keep improving, be able to uh, knock down the NBA three uh, consistently, and then uh, just... Keep uh, b- being tough and, and a menace, uh, you know, on defense and, and make things happen uh, on the defensive end, while also you know facilitating on the offensive end. So I, I think the biggest thing for me is I got to be able to uh, get guys shots and knock down open shots uh, when they come to me. In
0: what ways can you improve upon defense? Is that film study? Is that quickness?
1: Athleticism? Or knowing what they want to do? I, I think it's just repetition, and I think the more that you're out there and you play through your mistakes, the more that you start to realize that things start making sense, things start clicking, rotations start becoming easier, and then before you know it, you're an a above-average defender. How do you view this summer as far as contract and your future and
0: everything? Because obviously you don't have a full guarantee just yet, right, so you yeah, have a lot to prove just think, like so many
1: yeah, other guys. Exactly. Uh, you know, like Coach said before, everybody's here is fighting for their job, so, I mean... I'm out here, you know, controlling what I control, and that's how hard I play and, uh, you know, my energy. So that's what I'm doing out here, and, uh, you know, I, the rest will take care of itself. Do you feel a weight, a pressure, a stress that comes with that at all? I, I think you feel that when you're not prepared for it. But I've prepared, uh, you know, th- this whole summer and uh, towards the end of the year uh, for, for these moments. What's your reaction to the thought that Paul probably won't be here and
0: that signals uh, a restart of the franchise, perhaps?
1: Uh, you know, uh, I have full faith in what the front office uh, has for us, whether their belief or what direction they want to go in, and I uh, have full trust in what they're going to do. I like it. A politically correct answer, right?
0: <laughs> you sound like a guy guy that doesn't have a full, fully guaranteed contract.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go.
0: When you have some of your Iowa State guys out here, do you help them a little
1: more, or is it just kind of fun fun to have them out here on the floor? I think it's just good to have familiar faces around. You know, I've, I've been around those guys for such a long time, so to have them here, it definitely brings a certain level of comfort. And you know, it's exciting to see those guys achieving their goals, also along with me. How much do you stay in contact with Coach Hoyberg, if oh, at all. I talk to him, uh, you know, all the time, here and there. Now that the season is over, you know, the draft process has gone through. You know, we talk. Frequently, so it's good to hear from him. I'm glad he's doing well. He'll be out in Vegas with his uh, su- their summer league team, you know, watching them. So it'll be exciting. Did you miss anything about the draft process at all, <laughs> other than maybe that draft night? Yeah.
0: Although the, the nerves had to be
1: high. Yeah, draft draft night was like the best worst night ever. You know, you never you had no idea where you're going to go until your name got called, and it, uh, you can wait a pretty long time sometimes. Um, you know, I don't. Draft process was a real great experience. Do I wish to go through it again? Uh, I can't say that I do. Uh, I'm happy in uh, Indiana, and uh, I love being a Pacer. What do you like about Indianapolis? You've
0: been here now over a year. What have you taken in in your short time here?
1: I think it's the passion uh, that the people walk around here with, Uh, you know, the tradition uh, that the Pacers carry, whether that's in the community or in this building. Uh, You know, obviously it's like grind and, and grit, you know, they the Pacers have done the things the hard way, you know, since they started uh, back in the day. So uh, I think that's the best part. You know, I feel like I've always played with a chip on my shoulder and got the most out of what God has given me, and I feel like Pacers in the past have, have done the same thing. I know
0: you're you're shortly into your career, but what's free agency like from a, a player standpoint? Just following it, just seeing all the, the transactions oh, yeah, and yeah. players getting moved and, yeah. and all of that. It's
1: crazy because you really people think that we have like the inside scoop or anything like that, but you really just show up to your job and do your thing. And next thing you know, you check your phones and someone's getting traded, someone's getting released someone's getting signed somewhere so you know it's sort of crazy so starting july one it really should be interesting to see what goes down will you be glued to your phones like (laughs) all of us Uh, no i like i said i only control things i control whatever happens happens you know uh so i really don't try to pay too much attention to it also drive yourself crazy thank you george yeah no problem